0: welcome back to another episode of top of the list uh my name is ryan barnett or rb and i'm joined by uh my co-host dom gonzalez Uh, and this week we'll be discussing our review of one of the most talked about films uh on netflix right now of course released four days ago the uh the devil all the time uh sort of mystery uh psychological thriller i would say uh based off of the novel by donald ray pollock uh and starring uh Of course, Tom Holland, big cast, Sebastian Stan, and Robert Pattinson. Uh, Let's get right right into it. Dom, what did you think about this film? I know we just both watched it within the last 24 hours.
1: Yeah, we both just watched it uh, recently, like last night. And um, I think we just kind of wanted to watch this because, number one, I saw the the trailer come out when uh, it did on Instagram and immediately – I was attracted by a few of the performances. It seemed like it would, it, like some of the actors were going to be playing some different roles than they had ever played before, especially Tom Holland and namely Robert Pattinson as well. Um, but like we uh, like we've previously discussed, Ryan, there's also a few surprise uh, performances in this one that turned out to be really great. Um, so overall for me, I think we should start with giving our scores and then just taking a chance for people to go see it if they haven't seen it because I'm definitely going to give this one a recommend to watch. Um, Is it one of the best movies on Netflix? Absolutely not. I think I've seen a couple movies that are better than this. Uh, Namely, one of my favorite movies on Netflix is I Am Mother. Uh, That's a really great sci-fi movie on Netflix that I think is really underrated. Um, And there's a couple other great Netflix movies out there right now, Netflix original movies. But I do have to say that this one was a cut above your average movie. and really, for me, it was the performances that held this one above um, the story, dragged it down a little bit in some areas. Um, and I think we kind of agree on that in a few specific areas. But overall, I'm going to give this one. Uh, I have a hard time giving scores. I'm, I, I think everything is amazing, like Ryan says, but uh, <laughs> it's not it's not a must see, which I would say is nine or above. Right. Like n- yeah. must see is nine or above. It's not a must see. And I don't think it's deserving of eight and a half either. It's not almost amazing. I'm gonna go seven and a half. I think.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Seven and a half. Uh, I mean, to me, that's very high praise for this film. Of course, for those of you viewers out there who haven't sort of caught on, Dom more a film connoisseur than myself. I kind of just kick back and watch movies. He uh, he knows more the technical terms and whatnot. Uh, But you know. I had some problems with this film. I will agree with you. I think the per perfor- there were some performances that were absolutely brilliant. I do want to hi- uh highlight Robert Pattinson. He uh he definitely was uh wasn't a featured uh character in this film, but more sort of just uh a uh, a supporting character, but I thought when he was totally. on the screen, I could not take my eyes off the screen. Uh I thought that Tom Holland was pretty good in this film. I felt towards the end he kind of fell off the wagon of this uh you know sort of scrappy american 1950s cold town kind of kid and went full spider-man on us uh you know at least the way he sounded but uh, you know, I thought he gave a good performance. I did have a lot of problems with the pacing of this film. I thought it was extremely slow at the beginning. But that being said, I did like some of the filmmaking decisions here. And I think it, it's paying uh, paying homage to uh, the author of the original novel, Donald Ray Pollock, who also was the narrator, I believe, in yes. this film and how he told the story. Very uh, Tarantinian. Uh, I liked that we had multiple characters whose plot lines all intertwined and we sort of had to put the pieces together by the end. Very, you know, told in, in the, uh, the same way that like a Pulp Fiction was told. But once again, you know, I think Pulp Fiction threw us into the action right at the beginning with, you know, of course the diner scene. And then we have, uh, you know, Jules and, uh, and Vincent here in a film like this, I felt like it took really long to get going. And then once we finally got to see Tom Holland as a full grown Orvin on screen, then the film started going, uh, getting going. So I'm gonna give this one uh, either a six and a half or a seven. Right now I'm gonna get it, give it a six and a half. I'll let you g- convince me maybe to, to bump it up to a seven. So anyone who hasn't seen it yet, this is where we're gonna get into some spoilers. Go ahead and pause the video, go watch the film it's uh it's definitely worth giving a look it's it's more it's an above average film definitely
1: yeah, it's a um, recommend i for for me at least I would say definitely a recommend um even if you might think you might not like it, you know it's Netflix just watch it for a few minutes and you know hang in there if you can if you can't then you know it's not your cup of tea
0: yeah that that's a great way to put it yeah um this is a film that is not going to be everyone's cup of tea, so go ahead. Give it a chance. I would say it's a film that, like I said, it's slow. It gets better. So maybe give it 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say just give it like 10 minutes and then turn it off if you don't like it. Cause it is very slow at the beginning. Yeah. But give it some time. And then from there, uh, keep watching. If you like, go ahead and turn it off. If you don't, um, at least that's my suggestion here because this is not going to be everyone's cup of tea.
1: Okay. Yeah. So pause, pause the video and then come back later because now we're going to be starting our spoiler discussion Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things that we could talk about that have to do with spoilers, but, uh, what I want to do with first is I want to talk, I want to go kind of by the structure, right? So like every movie has three acts, right, Ryan, you know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the way that all the storytelling works nowadays. Um, I, I liked how you brought up a few of those Pulp Fiction, uh, comparisons for me. I think Pulp Fiction does not have a bad act at all. Yes. in this movie agreed.
0: oh completely agreed
1: right and in this movie i didn't see that kind of division that you see in pulp fiction where it's like three isolated stories told separately it was like more of like this one they would go forward and then jump back and then go forward again and then jump back and then go forward like a couple times they did that where it was like they showed something that was after like let, let me just say for for example yeah, they right give ahead. they give away that uh, the, the actor, I forget his name. I don't know his name, but he was in Harry Potter. He plays the first guy that's a crazy preacher and he seduces uh, Iadora's mom. Right, we're right. talking
0: about Helen and Roy, Helen and Roy Lafferty. Uh, so Helen played by Mia Wazolkowski and Roy Lafferty played by Harry Mellon.
1: Right, so they kind of say before that he kills his wife, right? Yes. But then like time goes on and movie time in our time as the viewer goes on as well as time within the movie. And then all of a sudden we're jumped back to the scene and we get to actually see it. It felt kind of tacked on like, you know, I think you said you felt like you were gonna, they were gonna go in a different direction at one point. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, they, did, they didn't do it that, like they didn't do that way of storytelling as good of a justice as they could have. Like we've seen in Pulp Fiction, like we've seen in other Tarantino movies and other movies that mess with the chronological order of events. So that was my main dig.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, definitely. And like I said, I think from what I was reading, this film very much almost like a a shot for shot taken from the novel. And I believe this is how the novel is structured. Uh, But no, I definitely agree with you. I think it would make more sense on the page than on the screen as it did. Uh, but that being said, I think there's some moments in Pulp Fiction like that as well. Uh, you know, of course the, the sequences with Bruce Willis, uh, of course taking place after the diner scene, because of course, Bruce Willis, I know we're going on a tangent here with Pulp Fiction, but Bruce yeah. Willis, uh, his character kills, uh, John Travolta's character kills Vincent in that scene. But then of course we jump back, but either way, I understand what you're saying. Definitely. I got, you know, there were times where I didn't understand that this timeline was going forward and then jumping back until you know i'd have like a revelation moment 20 minutes later and i'd be like yeah. oh that's, okay so this is where this fit
1: in that's exactly what i had in the, uh, the, my it with my parents and they had the exact same reaction as you did yeah. which as a filmmaker maybe that can be to your advantage if that's like at the end, if there's like this big twist at the end, you're like, oh, I just put all these pieces together that happened, you know, 30 minutes ago at the end as part of the big reveal. But for me, it was more like, wow, I'm just trying to catch up to where they're going with this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. that kind of doesn't make sense. But so like and here's here's another thing I wanted to kind of say, too, is that I think that. Uh, like I said, the, there's the three X structure act one of this movie is so slow i yes, had no yes. idea that most of the first i i would even say the first half of this movie if you were to split it in half it isn't until the beginning of the second half that we first get to see tom holland on screen and Correct, for yes. me watching just that one trailer they released i came to see tom holland and robert pattinson go at odds with each other mm-hmm. and that's just such a small portion of the movie that i felt like i was kind of misled a little bit from the trailer um and like it's not nothing against bill skarsgård who's plays his dad in the beginning of the movie he carries the movie it's just i feel like the storytelling could have been a lot tighter they should have just tightened that part up so we could get to the part with tom holland quicker in, in my opinion
0: yeah no i definitely agree with you there uh like i said in my my intro when i was giving my score that that was my key problem with the pacing of this film because as soon as tom holland gets on screen of course that leads to uh that leads to, uh, of course, Robert Pattinson's character that leads to their standoff. And, you know, from there, it's sort of an awesome roller coaster. and I'm along for the ride and I'm locked in, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The beginning of this, you know, this film, we're getting to know the characters, but it's like there was so much time to get to know who everyone was. And yet my feeling was that I would have rather learned who everyone was through Tom Holland than through Bill Skarsgård and, Uh, you know, that first generation of characters.
1: Uh, Absolutely. That
0: that being said, I will say that, uh, like I said, the second half of this film, I found, uh, I'm going to use that word, a roller coaster. I was locked in by that point. You know, that's why I I told everyone, and you and I both said to everyone who's watching, if they're going to watch, you know, give it 30, 45 minutes. Don't just give it the standard 15 you'd give most films because once tom holland's on screen it's very enjoyable
1: yeah and i think i want to be clear you know as far as like i give it a seven and a half which is a higher score than what i think we're kind of selling the movie as right now i the way the reason i'm giving this movie a seven and a half is because i was where ryan was at about halfway through the movie when we're first getting introduced to tom holland and we get the first scene with him and it's the opening to the trailer where he's getting it's his birthday he's getting the the present of his dad's gun from then on that's what made it a seven and a half for me, honestly. Like that portion of the movie felt like it was a whole step above what had come before. Um, Yeah. So that's, that, I guess that's what I could say. Want kind of wanted to say is just like stick with this one because it's a slow burn. Absolutely. In every sense of the term, it's a slow burn, but it does pay off in that end. If you stick around. So
0: now I will say, here's my biggest knock of the second act of this film Okay. And I know we discussed this before filming and you agree with me a little bit. Sebastian Stan is the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Bodecker. I don't know that I necessarily understood his play. I understand that he needed to be there because you have the big final standoff scene between him and Tom Holland. Yeah. But his character and his story arc didn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, with the exception of, and once again, big spoiler here, he goes in and he kills the the crime bosses of his town or whatever um, before his sister dies and he has the standoff with Tom Holland. And I felt like that's just to show us that he's a bad person too. That everyone is, nobody in this film is really a good person. We don't have a true protagonist or antagonist. We just have people and we're watching candid filmmaking in this town of, you know, these towns and, uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania, or Ohio and West Virginia, that are just you know full of these you know dark characters. You know the devil
1: knock him all the stiff. time. Malcolm Stiff. <laughs> I liked when he said that in the movie. I could barely understand what he said in the first, in the beginning of the movie when he says, "Anyone knew where him Stiff?" I was like, "What? What? What did he say?" <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I agree with you on that too. Though, I. Uh, but I don't know, like, that didn't bother me that much, really, in the end. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I mean, that... mean, that second half just felt like it was the movie I had been waiting for. Right, I understand. Get,
0: you know? I understand. But, uh, I mean, we, we talked about this in our last episode, too, you know, or in, yeah, in Cobra Kai season two, yeah. you know, I have a problem when I think there are characters whose whose stories are rushed and they're thrown in there because they need to to gel the story together but the rush you know I don't think I fully understood uh the role of the two you know the husband and wife uh serial murderers let me didn't really yeah get that. you know let like me, I said I
1: didn't understand yeah let,
0: Stans are. go ahead
1: yeah that's what I wanted to touch on there's a whole Sebastian Stan thing I think I think like when I first saw his character like I was like oh they're just doing this like trying to show that this town itself has like corruption in it and like, cause he's kind of corrupt even from the first scene when he's like right, in the right. car with the woman, like you could tell this guy's, you know, he's on the take. He's, he's a shady character. And I think that's kind of just the point of his character. Right. And that in itself is kind of a shallow, uh, reason for having this character just to show that there's corruption and that in the end everyone got what they had coming for him because they were all corrupt. And they were all bad, or they were all evil in some way. You know, I I get what you're saying there too. So
0: I don't know. I felt badly. I I I agree that everyone got what was coming to them in this film, except for I have one character who I felt like didn't deserve to die, and I felt really badly when she did die, Uh, and that was uh, Lenora.
1: Lenora, yeah, Uh,
0: yeah. So Eliza Scanlon, I I thought she's really
1: good in this. I thought.
0: I mean, you know, her her major downfall is she's really, you know, she's taken advantage of by this backward preacher played by Robert Pattinson. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of shows his true colors. You know, if we hadn't seen it already, that he's he's fooling around with her when, when he she tells him that she's pregnant. And then, you know, you have it tied in nicely with that sermon he gives about delusions, you know.
1: Man, what a great monologue. Yeah. I, I thought that was one of the absolute highlights of this movie. Yeah.
0: Well, like I said, to me, the highlight of this film was Robert Pattinson. I am not a Robert Pattinson fan. I'm not looking forward to Robert Pattinson as Batman. I will come out and say it. But this role, seeing Robert Pattinson, because I mean, all I knew him from was Harry Potter and the Twilight film. Yeah, I've seen some this of his role, best movies
1: yet, bro. It, it made me
0: it it made me feel more comfortable in seeing him and giving him a chance as Batman because yeah. I thought in this role he played. Yeah, he gave an amazing dark edge, something that I didn't know he could give beyond just, you know, his sort of, you know, repressed, quiet. You haven't seen
1: him since Twilight though. That's the problem is because like, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say it right now, you know, maybe we should make this like a little aside just because we missed Batman day. But like, you know, as Robert, I've been following Robert Pattinson for a while now, ever since he started to have this resurgent and independent cinema, Um, especially uh, like Ryan. So one of me and Ryan's favorite films from last year was uncut gems directed by the safety brothers mm-hmm. the, the film they made before uncut gems stars robert pattinson in it and it's about he plays this guy that's on the run after he's made a robbery and it's the whole 24 hours to 48 hours after he's made the robbery and he's on the the cops are on his on his heels he's chasing him and it's just how he survives running away from the cops the whole day it's really cool and then there's also a, co- a couple other movies like uh High Life, which he plays the astronaut in space trapped with his daughter. And that one's really good. And, um, namely, uh, my favorite performance by him, The Lighthouse. Uh, I think, I think The Lighthouse is probably my favorite movie of the last year, if not the last five to six years, I would say. Um, that's, but for another conversation though.
0: And of course, I didn't realize that he was in Tenant.
1: Yeah, he's also in Tenant.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I will say, like I said, I I could not take my eyes off the screen when. That's why I'm saying is like
1: when when I saw him in this movie, I was like, you were you're saying you were you were surprised by how good he was. Like in this movie, yes, I was like, this exactly. is more of what I come to expect. Every role this guy gets recently is fire, man, fire.
0: Well, I will give. I know the Lighthouse got rave reviews, and of course, I'm a huge. Uh, it's Willem Dafoe, right? Correct. With him, yeah, and I'm a huge Willem Dafoe fan, so maybe give it a look now like i said i before this i wasn't a huge robert pattinson fan um but definitely will give it a look because he gave a great role here
1: yeah. like
0: i said i thought tom holland
1: i think he did good as playing something darker than peter parker look did, i loved did what we could have done
0: i loved the sequence where he did essentially what his father did you know we see him as a kid yes. watching his father beat up those poachers when they see him you know right after they see him and Praying and I think they say something about going and keeping his bed warm with his wife while he's praying, and then he goes and is defending Lenora and beats the the crap out of those guys who have been bullying her right um you know I thought that was a great scene, and then of course the standoff with Robert Pattinson, but afterwards you know when he's hitchhiking and he gets picked up by uh you know by the the murderers and then he has a standoff with Sebastian Stan. I feel like he completely just gave up in uh. playing this this hardened you know. Yeah, see. kid, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I was disappointed see that, but... with
1: him there. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I could see that, but I didn't really, I, I felt like he kind of did a really good job throughout the whole movie. All the supporting cast was really good. Uh, Sebastian Stan was even good in a role that didn't have that much depth to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to also bring another point. I was talking about this with my girlfriend, Caitlin, while we were watching it. So <laughs> I, I had totally forgotten that Sebastian Stan was the sheriff who came to uh, you know, pick up pick up arvin uh, after he finds his father who's killed himself right does he just not age in this film he looks <laughs> exactly the same throughout the entire film that's kind of weird huh yeah. as do his sister and husband who of course if you remember meet the same day if i'm not mistaken in the diner that arvin's father meets arvin's mother right and they never age
1: that was kind of weird too is that my my mom didn't understand that part either too i'm glad you brought yeah. that up yeah no, yeah, that's a that's a knock against it as well, you could say.
0: But all in all, you know, I, I think it's easy to sit here and pick out negatives. And that's true for every film. But once again, I would say this is an above-average film. I don't think, you know, I don't think I've heard enough evidence to knock my, to move my score up from a six and a half to a seven. Mm-hmm. So it's an above-average film. Not quite in the realm, I would say, of, of good. Um, but definitely still above-average and worth giving a look. You know, some people are going to love it. Some people aren't. I felt sort of in the middle of that spectrum. And like I said, you know, any film, it's easy to sit here and pick out the negatives. Any film that's not a 10 out of 10. Um yeah. it sounds like we're bashing it, but we both had parts of this film that we really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, if you're into the kind of movies like this, um, another thing I wanted to touch on too, That I always like to flex my English degree on you, Ryan. Uh, is this feels like a William Faulkner kind of story too uh in a lot of different ways I'm not sure if you read any William Faulkner
0: maybe maybe not I don't maybe it not. would not have okay. been in college as a business major I'll tell you that much. absolutely uh, not maybe so, in yeah. high school um
1: yeah but was, you know
0: did he write the pearl
1: no he didn't write no. the pearl is that Steinbeck yeah I think so of yeah. yeah no William, William Faulkner wrote a lot of great books uh but yeah it feels a lot like a like a he, he wrote like as I lay dying and a few other really good ones. Of course, I'm not gonna remember. Oh, uh, Absalom, Absalom! is my favorite book by him, but kind of takes place in that uh, you know southern region of the United States. You know that uh, where do they all have that certain kind of accent.
0: Yeah, the the proper southern drawl and. The
1: southern drawl I, 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 exactly. I had to
0: I did take a look just to see if there's anything I have read uh, read by Faulkner, which I haven't. But yeah, he's a Mississippi boy, so that makes sense.
1: Yep, so it feels a lot like that if I were to compare it to something in literature. Uh, But as that is, I think we've kind of said what we both needed to say on this. Um, So Ryan, your final score is six and a half. I think I might even take mine down a little bit just from what you were making a few arguments that reminded me of some negatives I did have while I was watching, Um, some similar feelings we had together. I'd I'd say I, I firmly put this in the good territory I wouldn't say it's just above average. I would say the performances alone make it good, but once again, it's the story for me that holds it back in the pacing of it specifically. So uh, yeah, so I'd say probably a seven, maybe a six and a half for you. Uh, but with that said, uh, go ahead and check out our most recent video. Uh, Cobra Kai season two should be up as well as our Mandalorian season two review or re- trailer reaction, sorry. Mandalorian season two trailer reaction. Um, Along with, uh, I think that was the most recent videos we have up, right, Ryan?
0: Yeah, those were definitely the most recent. And uh, stay tuned. I think we may be uh, recording a trailer reaction to WandaVision, which just dropped a new trailer today, uh, just a couple hours ago. So we may be dropping that pretty soon as well on the channel. You want to take us out, Dom?
1: Sure. I'm Dom Gonzalez. You can follow me at DomGonzalez48 on Instagram and Twitter. This is RB. You can follow him at RB underscore the underscore SID on Instagram. Uh, You know, let us get in contact with us there. If you have any uh, uh, positive feedback, I want to (laughs) say, you know, I don't want people bashing us, but if you have any positive feedback, uh, you can reach us on Instagram or you can let us know down in the comments below. Um, And of course, like and subscribe. If you want more videos, we release them usually one video a week, if not two. Uh, if we're feeling like we want to make some more videos, so, uh, stay tuned for that and all of our future content. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next video later.